0: Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, A.J. Black. On today's show, we are going to open up the listener mailbag yet again. And you have asked some great questions. We're going to give you all the answers that you have been craving, along with the news, because it was a busy day again with Boston College Sports. So this is an episode you are not going to want to miss. So let's kick things off with the news like we always do. To start things off, there was one big major B.C. sports event on Thursday, and that was the opener of the Virginia Tech baseball series. Now, Virginia Tech was number 13 in the country, and Boston College was taking them on at English Field in Blacksburg. Boston College ended up winning the game 7-3 to after a great start by Mason Pelio, who allowed three runs on eight hits on basically just two home runs in six and two-thirds innings. Boston College hit batters, they did what they always do, they hit they got and mashed and mashed and mashed Dante Baldelli, Peter Burns, Luke Gold all drove in runs and gave BC a six-run start to this game. And Boston College ended their snide giving them a big I mean, I'm talking huge ACC win that they needed to start off this weekend. Now, Boston College will go on tomorrow to face uh, Virginia Tech again with Emmett Sheehan getting the start. But I think the big story in today's game is not the hitting, because obviously BC can hit. They've been hitting all year long. It was that Pelio was able to get through an elite lineup without massive damage. I had thought, oh, man, BC's up 6 nothing early. This is great, but... ooh. How is the pitching going to handle through this? And to to Pelio's credit, he got in a couple jams, got himself out, and they won. Now Virginia Tech is number thirteen in the country, so this is a big win for the Eagles. I mean, I can't I can't emphasize how big of a win this was for Boston College. Now, if they can go out and win tomorrow, this is going to get them out of you know the 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 bubble in terms of the the, the postseason. So. I, I think this was really, you know, the type of win they needed. And and credit to Joey Walsh. You know, Joey Walsh had a tough couple weeks in terms of coming out of the pen. He pitch, pitched two and a third scoreless innings, allowed three hits, two walks, but he struck out three and stranded five runners on base uh, to, to end the game. So uh big win for B.C., and our congratulations to them. Now, on the other side, I, you know, as I've said all along, I'm going to continue. Someone challenged me to, to talk about some teams that don't get a lot of credit. And I'm going to talk about two today. First of all, softball. And this isn't good news. They played Virginia and they lost. And they got shut out both the ends of a doubleheader. one nothing and 9 nothing a, in a doubleheader in Charlottesville. They are now 1-10 in conference and 5-17 and overall. Um I, I, you know, I like to bring up that they're playing, and they're gonna play them again tomorrow for the season finale uh, at three p.m. on ACC Network. If you want to check them out, now the one player I've, there's two players on softball that you need to know about, uh, Susanna Susanna uh, Anderson, who played pitched the first game. Only allowed one hit and still ended up losing. Uh, she's amazing. She's a great pitcher for BC, um, and she deserves some credit. And then there's Jenna Ergel, who uh, I know, I think she listens to the podcast. I know she follows along with some of the stuff I write about her on on um, online. Uh, she's this, she's a big hitter for BC, um, and she got shut out this game. But you know, if you ever hear about BC hitting home runs, she's usually the one that does it. So. Uh, BC Women's uh, Softball, they ended up losing too. And then the second game I wanted to mention was BC Women's Soccer, who had a big overtime win against Northeastern. So uh, Zoe Allen found Allison Heckman in overtime to win it one nothing. So congratulations to Women's Soccer as well. You'll love to see BC winning wherever they can so that was a big win for that program as well. In terms of basketball there was more basketball news as another player entered the transfer portal. Kamari Williams, a forward his sophomore forward who averaged about two and a half points a game, entered the transfer portal and I saw some people getting upset about it. I don't know why. Um, Kamari Williams was fine but he was a real end of the bench type of player. I don't see a huge I didn't see a huge future for him in the ACC. Um, I, I, joke about it, but he was one of the skinniest guys I've ever seen play basketball. His legs were the, th- I mean, watching him, one of the skinniest dudes I've ever seen, but that, that's besides the point. Um, you know, he's going to look at the transfer portal and I think that's the best for both worlds. I, I, I just didn't see him doing much for BC moving forward. And that gives, uh, Earl Grant another Transfer portal um, slot to get, and someone was talking to me. I think it was Jim Kennedy, his name on Twitter, who was getting angry about BC losing all these players. It's a bad sign for Boston College that they're losing, you know, all these players to the transfer portal. When Earl Grant said they're going to stay here, well, here's the deal: Earl Grant never said that he's going to keep all the guys here. He said he's going to keep the guys that want to be here here, and so. You look at the guys that have left. Okay, so Rich Kelly, he was gone. That's nothing that Earl Grant could have done. He was transferring before. I mean, months before Earl Grant ever was hired. So that's you cannot blame him. Same thing with Winston Tabs. Grant was not hired before Tabs into the portal. I think Tabs might have even made his decision like shortly after. So those are two that I, you know you can't even you can't even put that on him. And then the other two use some intuition here. Jay Heath and CJ Felder. CJ Felder, I had been talking about entering the transfer portal well before Earl Grant got named here because it was very clear he was kind of flirting with it. So again, these are not on Earl Grant. And I'm not writing Earl Grant a free pass here because I haven't seen him do anything yet. But I think that's the same. You got to you got to use that on both edge of a coin, right? If you haven't seen him do it, how can you rip him for his recruiting if he hasn't had a chance to do anything yet? I've had multiple people ripping him when he hasn't had a chance to put together a full recruiting class, coach a game, or work the transfer portal. So just because he's landed a few players here and there should not indicate that he's a failure, that he's not the right coach. Wait to see what he can do. There are now, I believe, six spots on this roster that can be filled by the transfer portal or true freshman. He's going to get plenty of shots. There's over probably 1,200 players in the uh, transfer portal at this point. Wait to see what Earl Grant can do. And I'm going to have more about him when we talk more in the viewer listener mailbag. But before we do, I need to talk to you about betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Major League Baseball just threw first pitch yesterday. Real time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. You just need to head on over to the website. When you get over to that website, either on your computer or your mobile device, if you sign up today and use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you put $200 down, they're going to give you a $100 welcome bonus. You can't be that. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now, let me tell you about Locked On today. This is an amazing podcast hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. He brings in the experts who talk about all the news in sports that you want to know, all in a 20-minute digestible segment. Check out Locked On today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Boston College, this is AJ Black. We're going to open up the mailbag in just a moment. But before we do, this is Five Star Friday. And I have a bunch of names that I need to shout out today for our Five Star Friday segment. So there were a bunch of reviews that were sent last week. And a reminder, if you want to be mentioned on Five Star Friday, you just need to head over to Apple iTunes and put a five-star rating and give us a review. And I will shout you out. But there were a bunch that were sent just like right after last week's episode. So I want to give you all shout-outs today. The first one is from John3381. Great work. AJ, this is fantastic. Nice to have a daily dose of BC news and ongoings. Great for the work commute. Hey, that's what we do this for, John. And I appreciate that you like this because what I love about this is that it's perfect for your commute and that's why I make it. My second one from Brandon Mears. Been listening to the podcast for a few months now and it's truly the best place to stay updated with everything BC. As a recent grad from Boston College, this has been a great way to stay in the loop and to keep the passion going while away from Chestnut Hill. Being an easy Eagles fan isn't always the easiest job and AJ does a great job of making the highs high, a uh, highs higher and the lows easier to swallow. Hey I try my best. I know that, like, basketball can be the hardest thing, Brandon, to to get through, but I want to make it fun and at least interesting for you. And I appreciate your comments, and go Eagles. Next, I have a uh, mention from 2N, 2N? I really enjoy your daily podcast and the fact that you seem to cover all the major BC sports. It's been great learning about the baseball team and women's basketball team this year. Don't hesitate to cover a few of the other smaller sports. I hear some are fairly competitive. Track and field, swimming, men's lacrosse, and even the squash team. Keep up the great work. Two and that was exactly why I started. I forgot it was you that brought that up, and that's why we brought up softball and I brought up sailing. And I'm going to keep doing this because it's just kind of fun, and I'll continue to bring up those sports. But I appreciate your comments, and I hope you enjoy some of my my thoughts about some of the teams that don't get the coverage that you want. Uh, next is from BC Robbie V. This podcast is the best podcast on BC Athletics, hands down. AJ provides you with great recruiting news on all of the Boston College teams. It's a fun podcast that you need in your life. Don't be a wonk and listen to other BC podcasts. Make the MVP move and listen to the Locked on BC podcast with your morning coffee. It's Robbie V. approved. That's what he said, not me. Um, I don't know what being a wonk means, but uh, I love it. BC Robbie, I appreciate your comments and... Um, I, I like that you have it with your morning coffee. I listen to myself, honestly, when I take my son out to go uh, play in the morning, and um, I hope you all find a time that you can listen to this as well. Finally, our last rating is from JR from Nebraska. As someone who lives far away from Boston, listening to Locked On Boston College is a great way to keep informed of BC sports news. JR, I appreciate it. I, I, I love I love all of you guys, every single one of you. Uh, thank you so much uh, for making this podcast possible and really uh, becoming a regular listener. And, and as I've always said, if you have a friend or family member that likes Boston College, uh, it, you know introduce them to B- lockdown Boston College and it helps build our family. So let's open up that listener mailbag, more interactions with you, the listeners. Patrick Tolan had a couple of questions. We'll get into both of them. Have you heard anything about fans at the spring game? If not, what do you think the odds are that we could go? So if you're not aware, Massachusetts had just opened up – Fans at Fenway Park and TD Garden and Gillette if they ever have games there again, um, but they hadn't said anything about college sports. I know UMass. I believe recently just said they're going to start uh, putting fans in. I've talked to BC player, uh, not BC players, BC staff about this situation, and right now they're not sure. They don't know. Um, so for me, with the spring game probably about three weeks away. I would say that they're gonna probably make a final decision in the next like two weeks. I would say probably by probably next week because the spring game is April twenty fourth, I believe. Um, I if I was a betting man, I would say there's not gonna be fans there, but that's a good question. I, I would say probably uh, so. Right now, there's not, but um, it could change, and we'll have to wait. And the second question for Patrick, I also thought of another one I'd ask. What are your thoughts on college athletes being play- paid? Personally, I'm heavily against it. I feel that if they got paid, many programs would cut at schools. Programs would get cut, at schools, and that it would crush smaller programs and create more greed, like we see in the NFL and NBA. So I had another commenter uh, tweet at me. I think it was Jeff Smith is his name. It's not the football player, who also said, "AJ, be careful with what you wish for with the NCAA uh, Alston case." If they you know, allow players to get paid, say goodbye to BC Sports. So here's what I think needs to happen. I think players need to be able to be paid. I think uh, NIL, our names, image, and likeness, need to be part of that so that players can get endorsement deals, they can get commercials, things like that, if they can earn it. But I also think that the NCAA needs to cap it because you can't allow a, a school like... Alabama to put up a uh, commercial that's going to pay Devonta Smith like half a million dollars cuz some maniac booster is going to pay for it and that's going that would squash other programs. However, if you make it reasonable, right? So say increase the amount that the players are going to get paid. Say that they're going to get paid 6 or 7,000 instead of the 2 or 3 that they're getting paid now. Really put a put some a a little bit behind it and and make it universal across sports. So whether it's a football player, whether it's a skier, whether it's a water polo, whatever it is, if you're on a scholarship, you're going to get paid this you know finite amount of money. But make it more than what it is now. Make it more enough so that they can pay their phone bill, they can pay for food, things like that. But don't make it absorbent and and cap it at a certain amount of money. And then use name, image, and likeness to, to make those players that can make more money, more um, more marketable. I think that would work. I think you could get Phil Dracovic you know, uh, an endorsement deal around here. You could get Zay Flowers an endorsement deal, and it could be just for shoes. It could be for, you know, something on campus. I don't know what it would be. I'm not I'm not opposed for it, but I think there needs to be some structure around it. If it's a free for all. You're right, Patrick. I think it would be a, a complete S show for for college sports. But if you structure it so that the players can f- live more comfortably and make some money but not be, you know, uh, certain schools just destroying other schools, I, I, I agree. I think that needs to hap- happen as well. Thank you for your question, Patrick. My second question is from Timothy queeley I haven't heard from him before. He says any word on grant staff pulsing go, uh, goings are are they happening have you heard any other names thanks so He's asking about Dave Paulson, who is the former George Mason head coach, and Anthony Goings, who is the Clemson assistant. So Anthony Goings is definitely going to happen. I've heard that that's pretty much done. Uh, he's the assistant from Clemson. He's, you know, I've talked about him on the podcast before. I think he's a done deal. I think he's going to happen. Dave Paulson, I've heard linked to Boston College, but I, the last I had heard, he is not a done deal for the Eagles. So I think you have one, you're going to have two that are going to still go, uh, still possibilities. And I'm going to get more into this in the question right after the next break. But before we do, let's talk about Bilt Bar. It's Bilt Bar Madness time, and we are still waiting for the final results between chocolate chip cookie dough and chocolate almond chunk. We have been talking to you about Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Bilt Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now, if you want to still vote, I think voting is still open. Just head over to BuiltBar.com or Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who will be named the best tasting protein bar next week. Next, let's talk about Locked On NFL Draft. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sakema and Benjamin Solek as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. If you have not done so already, head on over to YouTube.com and find us under BC Bulletin. You can find us also on Twitter at Locked BC. Now, I had a question earlier in the week, um, and I didn't put it in my mailbag, and I, I apologize whoever asked it. Someone asked me, what about Scott Spinelli? So here's what I've heard. I've heard that he's probably not coming back. But I've heard is that Boston College is probably going to have a new staff and that he's going to look for a new job elsewhere. So I apologize whoever asked that. I just didn't have an answer to um, – I didn't have a name attached to that. Next, I'm going to go to possibly a fictional person, uh, Baldwin the Anonymous Eagle. Two questions: floor, expectation, and ceiling for the BC football team this year. So here's my floor. I think the floor is probably six and six. I think just going, you know, five hundred. That's probably the floor. Anything lower than that, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Because they have enough talent on both sides of the ball to do better than that. Uh, expectations. I'm thinking like seven and five, eight and four is 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 reasonable. Ceiling. Gosh, I mean. Ten and two with the schedule, I think is a, is not an unreasonable ceiling, like top end. You know, I think there's going to be issues, but would ten and two surprise me? No, with Phil Dracovic, Zay Flowers, and that offense, I mean, man, if they can fix the defense, they're going to be in good shape. So, that's my my that's my ceiling for them. And which BC lineman, in your opinion, could put down the most sesame seed pretzels in ten minutes in a sesame eating pro- contest? So, if you've watched on Twitter. BC lineman Alec Lindstrom has been posting, I think it's him, uh, they do this belly slap thing. And I've laughed at it because it's just a funny thing. And, and they do like a competition. Whose belly, I don't know if it laps, slaps the hardest or ripples. But the name that caught my attention, the one that I think that could win, is new freshman Serbian lineman, Elijah Kreshevic. And I had to laugh when he did it because um, Alec introduced it as... <laughs> Elijah Crashnovic from Parts Unknown. Now, as a wrestling fan, you remember uh, Undertaker was from Parts Unknown, or um, I believe there's been a bunch of wrestlers from Parts Unknown. So I laughed at that. So I'm gonna go with Elijah Crashnovic as my Parts Unknown um, pretzel winner. Next, I have a question from C.J. Garanda, which is a great question and it leads into something I was going to think of. I was going to talk to you about. He said, it "Seems like Xavier Coleman is making a lot of waves in spring ball. Any chance we make us could see a true freshman starting at running back?" So, great question, C.J. And I, I want to apologize. I wrote uh, yesterday's podcast. I put up um, a picture of. Xavier Coleman, when I was talking about freshmen, but he was not commented on in anything I brought up. It's just the only freshman I could find in any of the pictures that the school gives us. So yeah, if you've been listening, Xavier Coleman uh, has been having a huge spring. I believe earlier this week he had an 80-yard touchdown reception from Phil Djokovic. He has been mammoth. Um, So will he start? I'm not sure. I would imagine right off the bat, you're going to probably get Travis Levy starting. You know, um, Frank Signetti and Jeff Halfley have said that both, you know, they've both said that Travis Levy, their, their goal is to make him a three-down back. He's a senior in his, you know, fifth year. I, I just imagine they're going to try to figure it out with him. But in terms of explosiveness, Coleman has that, and he's he's the future at that position. So as soon as BC is ready... They're going to throw him in. So don't be surprised if Xavier Coleman starts sooner rather than later. But great question, CJ. P.T. Letterman asks, are you as high on this team next year as I am? I honestly think we can compete for the ACC Atlantic and give Clemson a run for their money. I'm high on this team. Am I as high as to say that they're going to ever take out Clemson this year? No. i I'm going to be realistic with that. I don't see them doing that. Um do I see BC as the number two team in the ACC? I definitely think they could do that. I just don't think they're going to be as consistently good enough to take out Clemson. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm high on them. I just think the defense is like a year away. Like, give, like if Djokovic was here, you know, one more year... Then, yeah, let's we'll battle Clemson and win the ACC Atlantic? I just think that defense just needs one more year of just built, you know, building it up and, and, and getting that system in place. So good question. Thank you, PT. Letterman. And our final question is from John in the email who wanted to know about Jerry York and how long he has left. And he he kind of, you know, I'm not going to reread his whole email, but he just kind of insinuated that he doesn't think Jerry York has many years left. Now, Jerry York, I believe, is 73 years old. Um, He doesn't look that old, though. I mean, God, the the dude just, he's aging well, and he looks young and youthful on the bench. I mean, I still think York has three or four years left. Um, I, I would, I'm not. You know, I'm not thinking he's gonna he's not he's gonna hang it up in a year or two. So, um, I think Jerry York has some time left with Boston College, and so that still means that you need to appreciate every game he coaches because he's a heck of a coach. And you know, after he leaves, it's it's gonna be a tough transition for Boston College because he is a once-in-a-lifetime coach for Boston College. So we'll be back on Monday to talk more about the BC and Virginia Tech series, more spring football, and everything else that pops up during the weekend. I hope you all have a great Easter if you celebrate and a just a relaxing weekend if you don't. Uh, this is AJ Black. I'll see you all again on Monday for another show. Take care, everyone. We'll see you again soon.